Hello friends, this is Oluwashina Konde from Lagos, Nigeria, and you are listening to the Faith Culture Podcast. On today's episode, I have with me an amazing guest. Um, he's a Christian uh, film writer, um, producer, director, and also an actor with the Monzion um, Movies and Production. Uh, today is... Today's today super packed, right, guys? And um, I, I mean, just... Uh, just be ready to get inspired, you know, because um, a lot of gems are going to be shared today. And, um, you know, we're, we're focusing on on a subject that many people, you know, are, are, are sort of like shying away from. And, um, you know, yeah, basically it's a subject you can easily relate to. It's a subject of, of, of you know, being, of being a Christian. But what's the best thing about being a Christian, you know, as it concerns your faith, your, your family, and then the subject of fame, you know, and today, uh, my guest is um, Dami Lola Mike Bamiloye. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, welcome to the show, um, Dami. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so, yeah. so much. <laughs> Super excited to um, to have you on the show. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, a, a good place I love to begin my conversation. Uh, you know, with guests on the show is to have them share, you know, with the listeners, um, you know, their salvation story. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you know, yeah, you're from a Christian home, but more often than not, I've, I've got guests who, tell, who, who get to tell me that, uh, you know, the fact that they're from Christian background doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, necessitated their salvation story. You know, they've also had their own personal, you know, personal story, personal uh, mm. encounter with God, uh, you know. But so please, um, you know, let us into how, how you started that journey with Christ. Okay, you know, so that... Uh, when I'm asked that question, as simple as it is, it can be very difficult. <laughs> and the yes. reason is because, you know, for we PKs, uh, pastors, kids, and uh, ministers' children, yeah, uh, that we know, first of all, we're born into that, let me use religion, religious um, family. We're born into, so it's, it looks as if we've known Jesus Christ as well, <laughs> since we were little. You know, so, so we've known Jesus Christ all our lives, you know, so um uh, my, my father my mother they're god-fearing you know so sometimes i get jealous when i hear people sharing their testimonies and it's always you no know, hardcore testimonies that I, I was a murderer i was a killer i've destroyed lives i've done this and attempt to share my salvation story <laughs> like okay I, I i went to church <laughs> i visited Bible study since i was small <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not it's not an interesting it's not an interesting story you know, so but for me, we were just following religion. Then we, we didn't have a relationship. There was no relationship with Jesus, and, and, and there's a big difference between just following because you are asked to follow, just following because your parents are following, yeah. and having a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. Those are two different things. Two different things. So when we were small, then I remember when I was young, my parents made this movie titled "The Beginning of the End." I don't know if you remember that film. The very long time produced nights nights. 1990, you know, so that film scared the, it scared me, like, because it's about rapture, then it's about persecution of people. Yeah, for those who are left behind, the persecution experience they went through, you know, compelled to take the mark, and they said, no, they won't take the mark, and they, you know, they pluck out their eye, they tortured them, and made sure they... You know, and they were crying and crying and you no know, crying, and, they, and then they shot them. And my mom was 
to add one of the persecuted Christians, you know, so seeing her going there, she said, no, no, no. So I was, I was caught. <laughs> and I said to myself, I don't want to miss heaven. So I followed Jesus initially out of fear, like, no, if Jesus Christ come, I don't want to enter persecution. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to grow the joy experience. You yeah. know, so the, the stories of rapture scared me, like, oh, so that was, so that's it. So aside that, it went on for a while um, until I got to the secondary school. And now because I didn't have a solid relationship with Jesus, you know, it, it's very, that's talking about a house built on the sun and a house built on the rock. You know, Jesus Christ was giving an illustration that if you follow my word and you practice them, you're like a house built on the rock. And if you do not follow my word, if you do not practice my word, if you don't go by my word, if you don't abide by my word, like a house built by the sand. And the, the, the similarity between the house built on the rock and the house built on the sand is that storms will come. Whether yeah. like the storms will come. Now, the test of your, the, the result of the storms that comes will determine what happens, you know. So for yeah. those who have not been following God's word, you will be shattered completely because yeah. the storm is going to come. But if yeah. you have been st- following God, you will stand strong because it will hit you because your hand, your anchor is on God's word. You know, yeah. so in secondary school, I followed bad friends because I wasn't on the rock. I was on the sand. My relationship oh. with Jesus was questionable. It was out of fear, number one. Number two, out of the fact that my parents are religious. Number three, out of, you know, my family around my environment was, you know, talk, everybody was talking about God, God, God. And so... Yeah. And the inside of me, there is an hidden desire to sing. That thing mm. is so popular with pastors' children. You know, <laughs> there is this, you have been caged to the point that inside of death, if you open the minds of some pastors' children, you will run away because the darkness in their mind is and is 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 terrible, is thick, is thick. Mm. because they've, they've, they've imagined because of the cage, because of the environment, because of the family devotion, because of the religion. They, they imagine how will it be like to just go outside and club with my friends and just and just hang around and sleep around and do this and mess around and drink and have fun like these people are having fun. That is what clouds their mind because they want to just explore. They want to explore. So any opportunity like this, they just, you know. And if you notice, the devil really attacks a lot of pastors' kids, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so for me, because my foundation was not on the solid rock was it on jesus i wasn't standing firm on jesus i wanted to explore so i started hanging out with these guys but as i was hanging out with these guys i discovered that there was no fulfillment there was no peace there was no joy i didn't have rest i think there was something lacking in my life you know yeah i had fun with them i was always you know i felt among at a point but then i realized this is not where I'm meant to be. Because I see if I heard the voice, Jesus was, the Holy Spirit was telling me that there's something big I want to do in your life. You will never achieve that thing if you hang out with the wrong set of people. If you hang out with the wrong set of people, if you are going this way, if you keep on going this direction, the thing I want to achieve in your life, I won't, I won't be able to achieve it. So I became restless in my spirit and I had to, I was getting really stubborn in school then because I was hanging out with these guys. But then because of that restlessness in my spirit, because I knew that God always was telling me that there's something he wants to do in my life and he will not be able to achieve it until I pull out from this crowd, until I isolate myself from the crowd. Mm-hmm. Then I decided to pull out from my friends. You know, I pulled out from my friends and I started asking God questions. I started talking, I said, God, you show yourself to my parents. 
Yeah. You reveal yourself to my parents. You reveal your, you, you. I hear my dad talk about how you talk to him, how you speak through him, and I see confirmations. I see results of the things you do in his life. I want that kind of relationship. I want to be able to talk to you and say what is it. I want to be able to talk to you as like a man talks to his friend, and I want to see results. You know. So I started talking to God like that, and that was the beginning of my breakthrough. I, as I was praying. I encountered the Holy Spirit. I, I was like refreshing, like an outpouring of the prayers of God, an outpouring of His Spirit in my life. Mm. And at that point, and that is when He started, started to give me instructions that, okay, you know, I want to use you to do something great. So that's the reason why I asked to pull out from the crowd because I wanted to, I wanted to be set apart to start a drama group and to minister to people and to minister to students. You know, that was in secondary school. You know, so and to reach out to the students like you, and that was how the journey started, and that's how I started taking the Holy Spirit serious. So, um, it's like it transformed from yeah. just regular life, religious life, to an encounter, to a relationship. Um, so it was, a, it was a new birth experience for me. So that was how it started. That's how I started my ministry, you know, in secondary school, and got friends. Then the Bible became my compass. It became my direction, my life. The Bible became, uh, the Word of God became my navigation, my navigator. So it, it kept moving me what I needed to do, even to the point of who I would get married to. You know, from reading the scriptures, from studying, from from my 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 um, compass for who I would get married to was the story of Isaac and Rebecca. <laughs> That was that was my compass. Yeah, that was my compass. That Isaac was Isaac and Rebecca. So I knew that my Rebecca was not in my environment. I knew she was going to come to my environment. I knew she was going to come to my environment. I knew she was going to be a very humble person. I knew she was going to be very beautiful. I knew she was going to be like Rebecca. I knew so that was that's to show you how real the Bible is to be. How real yeah. the Word of God is to be. So yeah. from that was that was my compass. So when my wife came to Mozani, she was a medical doctor, and she left all those things. All those things that things that people brag about, you know, ladies brag about those. People brag about those. Not even ladies alone. I'm a medical doctor. I'm a medical doctor, but she wasn't really passionate about that. She was so passionate about the ministry. She was so passionate about the work. She was so passionate about ministry. So it mm. gave me a picture of who Rebecca is, somebody who is so passionate about the life of Isaac that she was able, literally she saw Isaac, Bible recorded that when she heard that that was Isaac coming, she climbed down from her high horse. She climbed down from the horse and she came down and she saw Isaac. So that was my picture of who Rebecca is. And I saw that illustrated in my wife, uh, like this is the person <laughs> climbing down from my profession just <laughs> to be a drama minister with me, you know, not full time uh, though, but I mean, the ministry for her is priority. It's, it's, even till now, it's parity. Does this serve the ministry? Does this serve God's work? I mean, you know, so that's been my life story. And I mean, I, I just want to like um, quickly ask this question um, just as we go on. Um, is the fact that when, when you made that decision to, you know, to follow Christ, realizing your background and everything, did, did you have a support system back then? Or was it your parents? Were your parents a support system when you? made that decision absolutely my parents are my support system okay. um i've in mind that they it's their joy it's their desire that we come out we we we, we fulfill purpose 
Mm. We fulfill destiny. That is their greatest joy. That is their greatest desire. So every morning, my mom, she doesn't joke with devotion. And I don't want you to wait up the temp- the confrontation or the separation from your friends back then. Yeah, yeah. So for uh, when I when I when I separated from my friends and it was lonely, it was a lonely experience. It wasn't an experience that it was like so much. It wasn't fun. It was it was it was lonely. You know, it was a very very lonely experience. There are times where I was really tempted, but I knew that if, I'm te- if I go back, I'm, I'm just going back against God's word, and I won't I won't fulfill what God wants to do in my life. You right. know, but in that loneliness, that is where God's voice was clearer to me. That's where that, that is when I started hearing His voice in a clear dimension, a clear right. way, in clarity. Right. You know, so it wasn't it wasn't. The, my flesh wants to just be with these guys because they're like the top guys in this school. Everybody talks about them. They was like, hey, this Dami and this Dami and this guy. Hey, Dami. They gave yeah. me a nickname. They gave me. They gave me a nickname. Say, hey, Pablo. That was the nickname they gave me. <laughs> so anytime, anytime I enter the class, Pablo. And I'm like, yay, I to be swelling in the class. <laughs> you know, that it got to a point. Even teachers were looking at me like, Pablo. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, me. Yes, me. <laughs> Oh it was now. Now I'm thinking about those things. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me. But they were, they, it was serious. Let me ask you this. Uh, yeah, let me ask you this question. Um, the movie Youthful Lost. Um, yeah. You know, uh, was he? A, was he? Was he a story? Was he a movie? It was an offshoot. It was an offshoot of the experience. Oh, I it was see. an offshoot of the experience. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that was my first production. That was one of the first that God said I would do. When I started working with him, when I started working with him and hearing his voice, I told him that me, I wanted to make a film. I said, I don't know how to make a film. I, I'm still young. I didn't mm. plan to make a film now, you know, because I was still going through that lonely experience, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. just alone, alone on myself, just reading God's word, reading the Bible, studying the Bible, you know, sitting down in the class alone. Just, uh, I'm not saying it's good to be alone, but. That was what it entailed for me. That was yeah. what I experienced, uh, you know. You know, yeah. so the God said I was, he wanted, he wanted to make a film, and I was wondering how I was going to do it. But he said, if I just accept, it just needs my approval. It just needs me to just have faith and believe in. And I said, so it got to a point. I said, no, I can't do. It. I struggled with it a lot. I, was, I looked at the possibility. It wasn't looking sensible at the time because I was too young, you know. And then I didn't. My dad. It wasn't as if my dad was ready for me. It wasn't as if my dad said he's going to help me or support me if I venture into film because he's busy in the ministry. And so if I'm going to make a film, it was going to be by myself with people, yeah. you know. So it was, it was in a church. Then I was in a church then. I think the, the, the choir was singing. They were singing a song and it was really ministering to me. And God was speaking to that song and was telling me, now, I want you to just yield, just release. If you release, I'm going to take over. And so I told God, okay, I'm ready. Let's make this movie. Let's make this movie for you. Then when I said that, and that was it. The next day, my dad called me and said, Dami, we are going to make a film for you. God said, you are going to produce a film for Mount Zion. You are going to be the writer of the script. And I was like, wow, the Holy Spirit is real. The next day, the next day, that's when he said that. And that was when it Floss came to be. Wow. Wow. Great, great stuff there, great stuff. And remarkable story. Uh, thank yeah. you so much for sharing on, on that. Okay, so um, yeah, so that means, uh, you know, it is commonly said that, um, you know, there's no other lifestyle pleasing to God outside the lifestyle of, um, of faith. 
right? Uh, so to you, uh, I mean, you've shared with us your salvation story, very impactful, very inspiring. But then, uh, in what other areas? And then you also talked about how you how you found your wife, the biblical way of finding your wife. You know? <laughs> 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 but then, well, I mean, so just take us through, um, you know, your own personal um, story as to how you know your your faith in God has um, influenced um, different areas of your life in terms of you know family and then fame you know you know because it's an amazing thing to be a believer uh, so to you what would this has been the best thing for you um upon um you know giving your life to christ and moving on on, on, on a journey of faith um faith faith is everything without faith we can't please god that's number one you can't serve god without faith you know so uh god 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 wants us to have complete total faith in him so for me it's been it's been my currency it's been it's been it's been my currency it's been my spiritual currency that's how i access access resources from heaven that's how i access um, things from heaven if i want things done it's not even my financial power that gets it done most of the time it's faith in god it is surprising that most films in Montana are done by faith. Most I of the time, when we embark on movies on production, and yeah, for free to be, you know, uh, to the audience, and yeah, most of the time when we embark on filming, we don't always have the resources like that, like that. You know, there was a time uh, when I was back on a movie called Ignition, okay. and I had. I think I had like two hundred thousand naira there about. That was all I had. Oh, I had hundred thousand naira. That was all I had. In ignition the movie. It's on YouTube. Yeah. So I put the movie. I put the movie on the bed. I put the money on the bed. I just spread. I spread the money. I spread it on the bed. Just like that. I say, God, this is all I have. How do I make a movie out of this? And my parents were not around. None of them were. Around. They traveled out. You know. So it was just me and my brother. So I, I, I put, I spread the money on the bed, and I told God, I said, God, what do I make out of this money? What can I do out of this money? Then this, I was reminded of the story of the boy with the um, five loaves of bread, right, and a uh, few fishes, few fish, and he, and, and he presented it to Jesus, and Jesus received it and gave thanks and multiplied it, and yeah. I was able to feed thousands of people. So the Holy Spirit was telling me that no, this is what these are five loaves of bread. That this is your, these are resources. This is what you have. Just give thanks and just give it to me, you know. So I give thanks with what I had, and I prayed. I said, God, just take control. And I prayed, and I said, God, this is my five loaves. Of, this is my, this is my five loaves of bread and my three fishes. And that was what we used to shoot that film. And how the resources happened? A lot of people, the cast that came, by just turning down the money and said, "I want to give them an orinium. You have to give them people something." Say, "Please, this is the money I have. Can you manage?" They said, "No, no, no, no. God has told us to take money. Can you manage?" The people are just wow. throwing down money. Everybody was just saying no. People are bringing stuff on location. God was meeting my needs in a way I didn't expect. At the end of the day, the movie was just to bless thousands of people. People oh, are blessed God. by the movie. Wow. You know, and it was from that just hundred thousand naira, which is which was my resource. That was all I had. And that boy, that lad, that that that, that poor lad, that was all he had. But yeah. he gave it away. He gave it to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think God is looking for people who who 
who people will not trust in their resources but trust in him mm. i mean that boy must have been very foolish that boy must have been very foolish what i mean foolish i mean spiritually wise but physically foolish and god talked about this wisdom of god and in, i mean the boy has he has eyes he could see the thousands of people that are hungry and mm. in his imagination he thought okay how can you just imagine that okay five this is what i have to release you know thank god for disciples who actually identified him and said this boy this is what he had and you know even as a boy i would tell them that look this family is of bed you can you can only feed my family you can't feed people it's also a point to how no. like if i give you that means you see that i want to eat it it's not this people. people if it's about feeding these people forget it you know but he had faith and that's the point i'm trying to you know emphasize he had faith you know and because he had faith his name was relevant in the bible we don't know his name but we know him as the boy we know him as the boy and so if i was that boy i would claim that title the boy <laughs> if i if i wherever i go i would tell them that you know my, i'm the boy in the bible I'm, but that's my, forget my name but forget that i'm the boy because his name was not registered but he's is um, he was re- registered in the bible as the boy and the reason was because of that act of faith So we are yeah. talking about people whose name was recorded in the Bible the boy too was there why because he released you know he released and that is that's the principle of the kingdom that's the principle of the kingdom that we operate in the principle of the kingdom that we operate in is not the it's not it's not if you don't operate based on sight we don't work by sight we work by faith so the resources don't come first before the action you act first before God empowers you with the resources Mm. because God is trusting your faith. God wants you to be rich in faith. God wants us to grow in faith. And it has worked for me. I learned it from my father. I see how he, you know, how he so all he has is faith. Now, growing up, there are times when we didn't have that money. We didn't have that 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 financial. We're not financially um buoyant like that. But my dad was rich in faith. He was so rich in faith in God. And that has kind of inspired me, kind of motivated me. So when I see some things happening around and I see people looking for shortcuts, I know that if you take shortcuts, your life will be cut short. Because mm-hmm. I know that's not that's not the angle that God wants you to take. God mm-hmm. wants you to walk with him by faith. And yeah. he, he, God loves growth. God loves growth. And the more you're praising faith, the richer you become in faith. And so you get to a point whereby you're not moved by what you see you're moved by what god is telling you to do yeah. show me a man who is rich in faith that man controls the world he controls the whole world you know and god wants us to have faith ultimately in his word in his uh-huh. word that's the bible in his uh-huh. word and i said earlier i can i cannot i can't overemphasize the importance of having the word of god as our compass as our navigator as our life as our yeah. direction yeah. because look, look, look at what the bible said it said in the beginning was the word and the word was the god and the word was god yeah. you know talking about the so he said the, even the word got the point he said the word that's the word of god created the whole world mm-hmm. now if the word of god can create the whole world mm-hmm. the whole world that we're living in now that means to have must be a master over the world you have to align with the word of god and that is how you can be a creator you can be a master over the whole world 
you are not limited by what is happening in this world. This world cannot limit you. The circumstances, the issues of this world cannot limit you. If you're a Christian, born again child of God, and you are completely overwhelmed by the pressure of the world, you are completely overwhelmed. Everybody's talking about difficulties, and you are so you are, your voice is the loudest. They say this is so difficult. This Nigeria is terrible. This this <laughs> is terrible. Then it could be that the level of your faith is not strong enough because that means you are not having faith in God's word. In God's word, you are having you are, you are, you are moved by sight. You are you have aligned. You have aligned to the world. You have aligned to the what is going on in the whole world. You have allowed the pressure of the world to get to you. That you have kicked the place of God's word out of your heart, and it's very easy. It's very easy because we are we are visual beings. We see what is going on, and so it's very easy to be distracted from God's word and focus on the pressure, the challenge, the problem, the difficulties that the world brings to us. Yeah. But God wants us to be like him because he created us. He created us. He has given us his power. He wants us to have his word in our hands. With that, we can be able to even create things that are unseen, that people don't even know, that even the people in the world don't even know. They've never seen before. We can create them because we have God's word in us. So okay. if we can align with God's word, we can create what has never been created before. We can do what has never been done before because yeah. we, are, we are working in the different dimension. We are working in a different, in a higher frequency. And now we are operating in a different level. So it got to a point that, it should get to a point that people can be shouting and complaining that this is what is going on in this world. This is what is going on in Nigeria. It's difficult. It is hard. It is this. Yes, it's true. But because we are aligned to God's word, we are aligned to God's word. We have master, we have masters over what is going on in the world now. No, we are no. bigger than what is going on in the world now. Because I keep saying, I say every time that the created can never dictate for the creator. And the created is the world. The creator is God's word. Mm-hmm. And that is what we should hold on to as children of God and believe in it and have faith in it and know that this is I this is what God's word is telling me. I may not have the resources to do it done, I might not have a choice to get it done. But I'm going to get it done because God's word said we should do it and I'm doing it. So it's very important for us to be rich in faith as believers, you know. I am not rich yet. I'm not yet. I'm not, I'm not rich yet. <laughs> I'm still striving to get there. Yeah. I'm still yeah. working to get there. Yeah. So great, great stuff. I mean, um, Dami, considering all the amazing things you, you know God has used you to do, how have you been able to manage the you know the issue of fame, you know, as a um, Christian creative um producer? Mm. And the actor that you are. Yeah, see, that's one of the things that God was even, you know, teaching me this today, basically, and is that in this kingdom, the higher you rise, you are not sustained by power, you are not sustained by influence, you are sustained by humility. Mm. You are mm. sustained by humility, so you just have to be humble. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ as every is is the god of everything is oh. the king over everything is the master over everything and yet it was recorded in the bible that he humbled himself to become like a servant he humbled himself as nothing that's jesus who is next to god who is god himself yeah he humbled himself as nothing mm. 
So what God, what Jesus was teaching us is that the higher you rise in this kingdom, that the level, the higher the level of your humility must rise, right? So because it's in levels. So let's say you are in primary one level now. God has lifted you from primary one to primary two. You must not operate in the humility of primary one. You must have grace, gather grace to increase that humility. I say, God, um, increase. God, give me grace to be more humble for level two, for primary two. So God takes you to another level of primary three. Yeah. You must not operate in the level of humility of primary one. <laughs> for level two. You, the higher for level for level three, the higher you rise, the more you must ask for that grace. When I see my dad, I got to points where sometimes I get frustrated when I see my dad and the level of his humility and the way you know he handles himself and he does some things that shocks me. So I love it. Sometimes flesh walks to me and says, I want to do it this way, I want to do this way. I say, No, 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 no. Let's calm down. This is how God wants us to do that. I'm like, ah, man, I never humble low. Sometimes <laughs> when I see so when I see him acting that way, because he understands that what's sustaining him in that level, because he is way ahead of us, of course. So what is sustaining him in that level is the level he has received grace to operate in another level of humility. So in this kingdom, you are sustained by humility, and that is why God says he looks at the proud from afar. He, he, he discards the pride. The people are proud. But those who are humble, he gives them grace. You know, that is why we need God's grace. So for me, I don't have a choice. So, and I want to live long. <laughs> and I want to cover more grounds. You know, yeah. so I need, if I right now, I'm asking God for more grace. You know. Mm. Uh, and he'll give them to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, my brother. Uh, so, well, we should be bringing this to, to your wrap um, so, um, yeah. uh, soon. Uh, but then uh, I'm going to ask you these questions. Uh, what would you say are your goals? You know, uh, you know, uh, considering all that you've done, I know there's still a whole lot you know, ahead of you. But right now, what would you say are your goals you know, with regards to your your ministry? Yeah. Um, my goals are to continue doing the work that God has commissioned into my hands in regards to filmmaking and evangelism. Because yeah. the truth of the matter is, as much as people are being blessed by what this God they are saying, there are still a lot of people who haven't seen it. Absolutely. And uh, for me, the blessings come not when you make the movies. The blessings come when people get to see the movies. God is blessing. All this that God told us in Mount Zion is that money is not the source of your blessing. It's not money that it is how blessed you are. The more people watch your movies, the more you release them, the more people get to see it, and the more you are blessed. Uh-huh. So it's like the more people get to see it, the more you are blessed. So for me, a lot of people still need to see these movies. A lot of people still need to watch these movies. And there's still a lot of movies to produce that God has not yet even given to us. There's still a lot of ideas. God has a lot of creativity, a lot of ideas, a lot of concepts, a lot of things that are in God's baskets. That are, you know, so I'm waiting on them. And I know that, um, for example, now, we did meet Abattoir 1, Abattoir 2. We're, we're working on Abattoir 3 very soon. Abattoir 4, too. Like God's grace next year will be so. So all these projects are. I, when sometimes I, I it got to it, there's a time God tried to tell me say, look, I mean you have to expand, expand to the north, expand to the south, expand to the just expand. And the reason why you're expanding is because don't think you have achieved something big. Just keep working. 
there's still a lot to do just keep working so i see myself like a machine just working and i'm happy with it you know because the ground needs to be covered with um a defined gospel content satan is not relaxed though. satan is Absolutely. not coming down at all he's he's vexed he's angry he's moving so we too we have to move you know <clears throat> and create godly alternative great stuff i mean uh i mean that is very key actually <laughs> right <laughs> that, right that's very key. yes I, I don't know i mean so I, I just feel like asking you this question apart from your dad and your mom um do you have um uh do you have um you know uh, people you look up to like in in the in the filmmaking industry or or, or you know generally you know when it comes to you know uh, movie production um to be honest, everything I learned about filmmaking, the genesis of what I've, I learned was from my dad. My first scripts, I presented it to my dad. He read it. He corrected it. He, he, he actually, he actually put me through the journey of filmmaking mm-hmm. itself, because he actually he discovered the talent in me, the the, the passion, he discovered the passion in me, and he kind of was used to fan the the fire, you know, inside of me. So he wasn't, he, he didn't quench it at all. He kept fanning it. You know, to make sure that that fire kept going, you know, so uh, that's why it's very difficult for me to look for other um, people I call mentors in terms of gospel filmmaking. You know, mm-hmm. they are also uh, mentors to a lot of people, thousands of people are also watching them. You well, know. What, about, what uh, about actor? Do you have any actor? Truth of the matter is, I watch a lot of films. I watch a lot of films because I see myself as a spy. I watch films that I learn from, concepts that I learn from. So I just watch these films. I watch films a lot. I watch mm-hmm. films a lot. I, 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 I lighting pattern and all these things. I try to imbibe them in my life. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I even watch some things and ask myself, "How is this thing achieved?" And I tell the Holy Spirit, "Holy Spirit, teach me how you how do you actually do this thing. This thing is is." is crazy it's disturbing me i want to achieve this kind of thing you know I, so those, those are the some concepts i, I imbibe them some concepts i see on even the secular films i catch them and i imbibe them in, in my gospel film like mm-hmm. in terms of lighting so that's why you see some of our lights it looks a little bit um, different from the normal the norm um regular yeah. lights particularly in um, films like abejoye where we have to have well designed you see that this light was designed somehow you know, it's out of consistent watching, watching. I don't watch African magic. <laughs> I do not do it. <laughs> no offense to African magic, but I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to do it <laughs> because I don't learn. I don't learn. I don't learn anything from them. With, with due respect, I don't. I don't learn anything from them. You know, so but sometimes I watch recent Nollywood films and I see that the, the production out output is fantastic even though their stories they have a lot to do with their stories but production value is amazing they put so much value on production and i learned from those things i learned those tips and i try to invite them you know so but i won't call them my mentors i just call them people that i just catch from and i you know okay cool stuff uh how do you relax apart from watching movies do you read books do you what do you do did you support any football club (laughs) <laughs> no, that's the thing. I'm, I'm that boring. I'm not interested at all. <laughs> so how I relax is with my wife. Together, we just hang out. We just, you know, watch Netflix and we just, you know, 
looking for the good shows because there are a lot of polluted shows there and, and sometimes all these shows really vex us and really frustrates yeah. like what these people doing you know so the best way for me to relax always is with my family my wife and you know just watch watch movies you know sometimes I sometimes my brother too we just we do like something like cinema um, a cinema experience we put up the live graphic popcorn and we just with my family with my brother and his wife my, my myself and my wife so we just we just hang out like that so I, I used to read books but I I don't know, God, may God just revive that spirit of reading. <laughs> I used to, I used to read a lot, but for some reason, maybe because I got so busy, it became very difficult to keep up, you know. Sure. Um, great stuff. Okay, so um, Dami, uh, for aspiring um, um, content creators, um, Christian content creators, uh, what would be one, um, you know, one major message you would love to share with them? Uh, and then we'll take, we'll also talk about your fans. I mean, when I say fans, I mean your viewers, um, the audience that engaged with your content, uh, if there's any message at all you have for them, you know, in spreading this, um, you know, this godly content, what would it be? Yeah, for people who are um, gospel creators, um, media creators, my advice for them is just do the work. Um, and they shouldn't be afraid of making mistakes in terms of um, making movies, for example, those in filmmaking business or some the, the challenge is a lot of people are afraid to venture into sorry excuse me yeah yeah a lot of people are afraid to venture into that area that field that god has called them to and the reason is because they are afraid of what people will say whether it's good quality you know some people are chasing excellence so much to the point that they're afraid to start small you know so and I believe in the fact I be, I'm a believer in starting with what you have and just growing. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting with what you have. Media convention. Yeah, um, exactly. We trashed that out a lot in media. We said that a lot in media, you know, convention. Just start with what you have and just keep growing. It's not a sin to start small with the things you have and grow. You know, we talked about David who started with using stones to kill Goliath. You know. Even when he had the opportunity to use the weapons of Saul, he couldn't move. You know, so God even understands that if you use, if He gives you the weapons of Saul to use when you're supposed to be using stone, you will not move. So sometimes God even wants us to grow. God wants us to start from a level that is small. You know, but not so, not something very important in the life of David. The day, the moment he pulled down Kulaya, that was the last time he used the stones. He didn't go back to using stone again. There was a shift, you know. There are Goliaths that if you pull down with your little resources, they will bring about a shift in your ministry, a shift in your career, a shift in everything. Like so, so that's it. But if you don't use those stones to pull down Goliath, you cannot get the sword of Goliath. David immediately pulled down Goliath. They stopped there. He ran. He ran. He went to grab the sword and he cut off Goliath's head. So what is that telling us? That there is a place of using little things to operate, and there's also a place of running. Once you start, don't stop. Just keep running. Be persistent do more things be consistent keep on making those um, programs keep on doing those concerts keep on making those movies keep on doing those live shows those that podcast you are doing keep on doing it be consistent grow on 
you know, just run. And as you are running, forget about the stones. You have used the stone already. God will lift you up to another level where you can now have access to the sword of Goliath. Once you grab that sword, you cut off Goliath's head, don't go back to using stones. That is where mediocrity comes in. After God has pulled you out from the level of stones, God, they, to start, it's not mediocrity when you start with what you have. Yeah, it's not yeah. mediocrity at all. It, that's the that's the will of God. When you start with what you have, the things you have in your hands, and you use them to pull down great in an effective way, it's not mediocrity. But it becomes mediocrity when God has elevated you and expects you to start running, and you get to that point where you're supposed to use the sword of Goliath, and you say to yourself, "I since I use stones to pull down Goliath, let me just stay with the stones." That's where the issue becomes mediocrity that is where that's why you see some christians that they've been oppressing for the past 10 years and they've not improved they've not improved they are still the same way they were 10 years ago you know then that becomes a big issue that becomes that means something is wrong somewhere you're not running where you're supposed to run you didn't lay hold of the sword when you're meant to lay hold of the sword you know and you know the stones can't cut the head of goliath the stones itself cannot cut it. The best thing the stones will do is put it down, but it won't, it won't cut the head. You know, so you still need the sword to cut the head. So it's very important for you to start small, but once you start like that, just keep running, keep running, keep running, keep improving yourself. Get to the sword level. Don't stay on the stone level. There are different levels. There is the stone level. There is the sword level of oppression. Don't stay on the stone level of oppression. Run to the sword level. Take take hold of that sword and cut up Goliath's head. You know, so that God will make you the king they are meant to be. That goes for everyone, everybody actually. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So now, um, to to your to your um large audience out there, to your fans, uh, you know, lovers of the yeah. In summary, I just say everybody. Um, but one important, I just like saying this. This scripture that came uh, this, that comes to my mind: the seeking first the kingdom of God, and every other thing shall be added to you. So, um, my advice, my encouragement is that we should seek God's kingdom. If the temptation to seek other things is real. Like, it's very difficult to seek God's kingdom in a generation whereby everybody's hustling for money, everybody's hustling to make it, to make it you know. But make yeah. God's relationship with Jesus your priority. Seek his kingdom first. God will back up the rest. God will defend mm-hmm. you. God will work on the other issues. Don't seek other things first and the kingdom of God last seek God's kingdom first. Let it be your priority and see God doing your job for you. Yeah. Wow, awesome. I, I have one last request, um, you know, to make. Uh, I would love you to say a short prayer to um, to everyone who um, will be listening to to this um, episode. Uh, mm. Yeah. Alright, Father and our God, we say thank you. Thank you for this wonderful people. Thank you, Jesus, for this podcast. Thank you, Lord God, for your word. The Bible says the entrance of your board brings light and understanding to the simple. We admit that we are simple and we need your word to illuminate us. We need your word to grant us entrance. We need your word to, to, to give us direction. We need your word to give us um, the compass of where we are supposed to be going. We need your word to give us the purpose of our living. Father, not God to the Spirit, that you will make your word real. You will make that word strong in the heart of your people in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, teach them, O Lord, to seek you first. Lord God, open 
for those who have not encountered you father reveal yourself to them let them come to the knowledge of you in the mighty name of jesus lord god flood our hearts with your love let our hearts be filled with the love of you in the mighty name of jesus lord god i pray for those who have not discovered purpose lord god i pray you open their eyes to discover the purpose for their living in the mighty name of jesus that you will uphold them and you will strengthen them lord you are raising giants you are raising armies lord god may we be part of this end time armies in the name of jesus thank you guys for joining in the conversation today i hope you've been extremely blessed by um that um you know, um, insightful um, gems shared by uh, Damlola Mike Bamloy. Okay, guys, so if you're new to the show, I really want to thank you for, um, you know, listening. And uh, if you have enjoyed what you listen to, I have a request to make. Uh, please share this podcast, uh, rather this episode with someone, let them be blessed. And if you have been following for a while as well, I really want to say thank you guys for also being a part of this show. Um, please do me a favor as well hit the share button, share the episode, share the podcast, let others as well, you know, get blessed by uh, what we have been, you know, privileged to uh, to listen to. And if you have inquiries to make, um, please, you can send them to me at um, faithculture01 at gmail.com, faithculture01 at gmail.com. Uh, so I come your way next week. Stay blessed. God bless you.